It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Setting the mark for what Chase Young has to do in order to earn the $17 million plus that his fifth-year option would pay in 2024. That and much more on today's live mailbag episode of Locked On Commanders. You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, so please subscribe or follow on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts so you're always getting the latest episodes when they drop, especially these live mailbag episodes, which one more reminder, well, plenty more reminders coming between now and next week, but starting next week, these live mailbag episodes will actually come on Tuesdays, still shooting for 11 a.m., trying to hit the uh, Eastern East Coast lunch crowd. Maybe some of you working uh, early there in Central Time, West Coast Time, uh, can still jump in with us. But either way, it'll be there for you uh, for your lunch break on Tuesdays. Again, moving forward, once the season kicks in, Tuesday is the day off for the commander, so I won't be at the facility so we can uh, keep it a little bit consistent for you guys. Speaking of subscribers, we are, are incredibly close. In fact, by now, we actually could have already surpassed the 4,000 subscriber mark here on the Locked On Commanders YouTube page. So I greatly appreciate uh, any and all of you who have uh, haven't made that possible. Less than 300 episodes to get to 4,000 subscribers, guys. That is a great growth rate, uh, and it just shows the passion that the Commanders fan base has. I'm David Harrison, credential member of the media, covering your Commanders for Commander Country, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. You can find me there, here, or on Twitter, at DHarrison82, or text me anytime at 202-760-2644 uh, via subtext. Get your first two weeks free. Thank you again for making Lockdown Commanders your first listen or your first view today and every day a special shout out to our everydayers out there we got an email from an everydayer uh, that we're going to read here on today's show i'm um, hanging out here with you guys five days a week talking commanders so i appreciate all of you 
for doing the same. A mock draft with no first-round picks for the commanders, a deep dive into one area of the salary cap management uh, process coming up. But first, we're going to set the bar today on Chase Young's performance in 2023 and what he needs to do in order to earn the projected $17.5 million fifth-year option uh, of that is available. And again, uh, the future of Chase Young is a very hot topic, you know, obviously within the commander's fan base for very good reason. You know, number two overall pick, a lot of potential out there. Uh, for Chase Young, defensive rookie of the year, obviously his first season in the National Football League, some dip off, some some plateauing of the production, then the ACL injury, two knee surgeries, more than a year uh, away from the game. It's just not gone well uh, for the last, say, 16 to 18 months for Chase Young in his career. But he is in Ashburn working out with the team, getting the meetings in. You know, the team is evaluating the future. Personally, I still do believe that they're not going to pick up his fifth year option. But I don't believe a trade is coming. We talked a lot about trade speculation and the Houston Texans media wants to trade for him. This team's media group wants to trade for him. I don't think the commanders are trading Chase Young. I think you're going to have Young and you're going to have Montez Sweat this year, uh, a bookending the defensive line. Hopefully they both stay healthy. And then depending on production, we'll see who gets a new deal, uh, who doesn't, either during the season or when we get to the end of the season. But Jumping into the mailbag, Mike from South Riding jump, jumped in and wrote, he has a two-part question. If Chase Young balls out this year, do the commanders give him a new contract? And what would be a breakout year for him? Like, what would constitute a breakout year? That's where we're setting the bar here uh, for Chase Young. And then Mike says, I personally don't think his seven-sack 2020 rookie year was a good year. More on that here at the end of this segment. But the first question, if Chase Young balls out this year, do the commanders give him a new contract? Absolutely. Yes, of course. Of course, you give Chase Young a new a new contract if he balls out, because uh, if he balls out, then you're going to be very happy with the production. If he balls out, he was healthy, consistently healthy. So obviously you're going to give him that new contract. As I stated before, I don't think they're picking up the fifth year option, but that doesn't mean the end of Chase Young's days in Washington are coming. Uh, it just means that they basically like Deron Payne. They want to see him prove it. I know some people have some misgivings about that, and that's that's perfectly fair. Now, what would constitute a breakout year? Well, I think mainly we need to look at what would basically justify the $17.5 million salary because not only is that his fifth-year option, that $17.5 million would make Chase Young the fifth-highest-paid defensive end in today's NFL when you look at average annual value. So if you're earning top-five money, uh, then obviously you're one of the best in the game, right? We're not just talking potential anymore. We're talking production. You're a top-five defensive end as far as production is concerned. So earning that would certainly be a breakout year. I think that would constitute as a breakout year. And right now there are four defensive ends currently earning what Chase Young's fifth-year value is. So if you're talking about a re-signing deal, you're looking at Chase Young potentially earning, you know, earning the right to say, I deserve this much money or even maybe uh, a little bit more. But the four defensive ends in the NFL right now today, as it stands, uh, earning between 17 and 18 million dollars are Las Vegas Raiders Chandler Jones, San Francisco 49ers Eric Armstead, Seattle Seahawks Draymond Jones, and New Orleans Saints' Cam Jordan. Now, of the three, both the Joneses and Cam Jordan played at least 13 games last year. Eric Armstead did not. If Young missed a significant time this year, so Eric Armstead missed eight games last year. If Chase Young misses eight games due to injury, guys, I think it's probably going to be done unless he's willing to take a very, very significant prove it type of deal not a lot of guarantees you know basically bet on himself to stay home uh, and show that he can do it which you know i would be all for but guys of his caliber and his name recognition typically in that situation they kind of go and they look for money elsewhere so if he misses eight games in, in 2023 i think we can all probably agree the commanders are not going to pay him 17 million dollars and the decision not to pick up the fifth year option if they do so would have proved uh to be a good decision now 
the Joneses, both the Joneses, Draymond and Chandler, and then uh, uh, Jordan, uh, Cam Jordan played at least 13 games last year. If Young plays 13, you know, you don't want to miss him for five games or four games if you don't have to. But I think that, you know, you can you can kind of accept that as just kind of the normal run of the NFL. Now, with Jones, Chandler Jones, Draymond Jones, and Cam Jordan, they each averaged six and a half sacks, 51 tackles, eight tackles for loss, and 13 quarterback hits. So I think that average there of the defensive ends in the NFL that are making this kind of money, that has to be your floor. Six and a half sacks, 51 tackles, eight for a loss, and 13 quarterback hits. Now, in Young's best season so far, his rookie season, right, uh, for multiple reasons, mainly, the, I mean, just the health you know, aspect of it, he got seven and a half sacks, which is one more than that floor that we just laid out. 44 tackles, which is only seven shy of that floor, 10 tackles for loss, which is two more than that floor, and 12 quarterback hits was only one shy. So essentially what we're saying here is if you want if you want to earn top five defensive end money or you want to earn that 17 to 18 million dollar range of defensive end money, you basically got to return to your defensive rookie of the year form and you got to do it for a whole season or at least the majority of the season again if he misses three four i think five is maybe the limit you can feel comfortable bringing him back and saying you can trust him to stay healthy and again trust him is, is a bad way of putting it. it's not like he's just choosing uh to get injured or anything like that but basically he needs to return to that form and i think it all starts with availability and even then i mean let's be honest context is going to matter right if if you know going back to mike's comment of he didn't really think that rookie year sack number was all that impressive well Mike's not alone. There are a lot of people that even in the moment of Chase Young earning defensive rookie of the year, they didn't feel it was all that super impressive because of the talent that he uh, got those sacks uh, against in that season. So if in 2023, let's say he gets four sacks in one game against a backup offensive tackle and an immobile quarterback with no run game, but then he only gets two and a half the rest of the year. Can you really call that a bounce back season? Yeah, he hit the six and a half sack mark that we kind of laid out here, but do you really call that a bounce back year for, for, you know, with that context. And again, that's all kind of a what ifs, but I think that's a reasonable floor. You know what I mean? You're basically looking at rookie year uh, production. If Chase Young, again, if the fifth year option gets picked up, then, you know, you're just asking what the floor is to say, okay, they made a good decision. That would be that floor. If it doesn't get picked up and Chase wants a new deal next year and the commanders are going to offer that to him, what would Chase need to do to make that $17.5 million contract uh, a reality, I, I think that that's the floor. Again, six and a half sacks, 51 tackles, eight for a loss, uh, and 13 quarterback hits. And if I'm the commanders, if you get those numbers, man, I'm offering you a deal. I'll give you the 17.5 guaranteed on the first year. You know what I mean? Like, why not? You went out and earned it. Let's go ahead uh, and reward you for it. Speaking of guys going out and, and earning their new deals, Jalen Hurts' new contract had social media buzzing, and one commander's fan specifically wants to know why Washington doesn't make these kind of splash re-signings themselves. That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we're going to do that today. Thanks to our friends over at FanDuel, who reminds you that grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. And there's no better place to get in on the baseball action than with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Locked On, sign up, place your first bet. And get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. I'm not a big baseball gambler, but I've been uh, participating in the NBA playoffs uh, here. I'm not not too much, like a dollar on a game here, a dollar on a game there. I did make $6 on the Denver Nuggets on Sunday, hoping to make some more money off the Denver Nuggets uh, Wednesday night. Maybe they put another smackdown on the Timberwolves for me. Whatever you choose, don't miss your chance in a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel official partner of Major League Baseball. 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks again for making Locked On Commanders podcast first listen or your first view of the day. Shout out to everybody joining us live here Wednesday afternoon. Shout out as well to everybody who's watching later or listening uh, on audio platforms later. Uh, Jay, I see you in the the live chat. Trevino, I see you as well in the live chat. Uh, I I see a question in there. I will take that question and I will store it for a future mailbag episode. Absolutely. If you've got questions you want to add to this, go ahead and drop them into the YouTube comments or you can email them to me, text them to me. Hit me up on Twitter. There's so many different ways for you to reach me. Uh, it's really easy. And we got a very, very nice message from our guy, Gerald, in Spain, who wrote in and said, quote, hello from the sunny coast of Spain. Yeah, that sounds, sounds awesome. Love the pod. Listen every day. All the best. Uh, Gerald, every day, my buddy, I appreciate you. Trust me, and I wish you all the best. I've always wanted to go to Spain. I've, I lived in Europe for 12 years of my life, and I I just never made it out to Spain. Talk about regrets, man. But maybe one day I'll get out to Spain, and, and maybe Gerald can uh, can show me around out there. Thanks for the kind words, Gerald. Again, love all the viewers, love all the listeners, but every dayers, y'all the real MVPs here on Locked On Commanders making it happen, and I appreciate all of you greatly. For our next mailbag item, we turn to the YouTube comments. So, again, Jay, Trevino, everybody else watching live, I told you drop a question in the YouTube comment box. I will try to snag as many as I can. This one came in that very form. This one came from Keith who said, my question for the week, I just can't understand how Hertz gets $51 million and we can't pay our draft picks. Uh, you could do a whole episode on the cap space. Uh, so draft a quarterback this year, and he dropped a prayer emoji on top of it. So let's talk about the salary cap. And 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 look, you're, you're 100% correct, Keith. I could do an entire episode on just the salary cap. But when we're talking about the Jalen Hurts situation, there's, there's kind of a new trend developing in the National Football League with these void year contracts. I think it's important that everybody understands them as much as we can. And again, I'm not a certified NFLPA agent. Um, I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a contract lawyer, right? So this is just based off of what I understand. But I've talked to uh, kind of like staying at a Holiday Inn Express, right? I've, I've talked to some agents, I've talked to some lawyers, and I believe I have a very firm grasp enough to uh, to be able to deliver this information to you with some confidence. So. Uh, let's really understand kind of how the Eagles are paying Jalen Hurts. It's, it's more important to understand kind of get beyond the numbers, just how those numbers are really being uh, divvied up and how they're being kept and tabbed in the book. So there are some popular numbers floating, floating around about uh, Jalen Hurts' new deal. Uh, but I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of those numbers not fully vetted or verified yet. So just be careful kind of what you fully believe uh, right now until that process. Like I, I got on the NFLPA's website just this morning, and that contract information is not loaded yet. Uh, so we don't have, you know, necessarily the official official numbers uh, until the NFLPA receives the contract and kind of loads it up and all those other things. So, but there are some some popular cap numbers that have been coming out about the new Jalen Hurts deal, specifically making fun of uh, the New York Giants and their deal with Daniel Jones. 
But those numbers read 2023, Jalen Hurts only going to count for 6.15 million uh, against the cap. 2024, next year, 13.5. 2025, 21.7. 2026, 31.7. Remember, the Washington Commanders just got done paying Carson Wentz 28 million. Jalen Hurts isn't even going to eclipse Carson Wentz money against the cap anyway until 2026. And that's really what most people are really amazed about. Now, what's important to understand is 2023 is still, as far as I understand it, Jalen Hurts' current deal. The new deal doesn't actually pick up till 2024. So the current cap number, yeah, okay, haha. The, the, the Eagles are getting Jalen Hurts for a bargain. I got it, but that's that's all kind of old money. You know what I mean? Now the future money picks up in 2024 and starts off at $13.56 million. Now, according to the reported deal, Hertz is going to get a signing bonus or got a signing bonus of $23.294 million. And that is going to divide evenly over the five years of the new deal. Again, the new deal, new deal is five years long. So that $23.294 million will split and spread evenly over the five or the five years. Now, Jalen Hurts is going to get that all in one lump sum. So, you know, sometimes it takes 12 to 18 months, but whenever Jalen Hurts gets that bonus money, he's going to get a cool $23.294 million into his bank account. That is a good day for anybody. Now, what that allows teams to do, and you see the, the same thing going on with Deron Payne's deal this year, is you know you're getting $23.294 million. I think Deron Payne this year, uh, not to get too deep into his pockets, but I think he's going to make about $31 million this year of actual money in the bank. Now, how much of that is bonus? How much is that is salary? That's kind of the key question here. $23.294 million into Jalen Hurts' bank account allows him to be acceptable for, say, a low salary this year. So his salary may be $4 million bucks. You know what I mean? But And people are going to say, man, he only took $4 million on the first year of his deal. Well, he took $4 million because in 2023, he got $23.294 million. So that's another reason, and there's another. That's another reason you don't see these deals go beyond five years. Really, is because teams can only spread signing bonus, roster bonuses, and workout bonuses through five years. They can't go. So if you, if you sign Jalen Hurst to a seven-year deal, the bonuses can only spread over the life of five years of the deal. So that's why you basically see these deals go for five years, and that means if those numbers are accurate, Hurts's uh, 4.65 million dollars of Jalen Hurts's signing bonus will count against Eagle salary cap every year beginning next year for the five years moving forward in bonuses alone. So $4.65 million before you get to salaries and, and all the other stuff. So because this isn't a new deal, again, it, it happens next year. Uh, and again, none of this is supremely final cemented numbers. So kind of take it all with a grain of salt, but really it's the tactics that they're using to pay Jalen Hurts all this money that kind of has people, I don't say confused, but almost envious. Um, so basically this would project to Jalen Hurts having salaries of 8.9 million dollars next year 17.12 in 2025 27.12 in 2026 now when you do the math all of this accounts for about 78 million dollars of the 179 that he's actually guaranteed over those five years so we're missing around 100 million dollars in reported figures but we're also missing two years worth of salary numbers as of right now because the reports are focusing on the next four years only three of those years actually have to do with the new deal. So there's two more years are missing. So you can kind of, uh, you kind of gauge that $50 million uh, is going to come out of 2027, 2028, maybe 60 million of it in one year, maybe 40 million of it uh, the next year. So, but that's why everybody's kind of shaping this the way they are, right? Let's only look at the first three years of the deal because it looks really, really sexy. The last two years of the deal though, the Eagles got to come up with a hundred million dollars. Now, 
that's all bookkeeping and stuff, right? And this is why when you look at new contracts, like even Deron Payne's contract, like really don't look past 23, 2024, because 2025, things can change extensively, right? And the way they do that is bonuses, and the way they do that is void years. So that's basically what this probably means. The fact that you have $100 million of missing reported money so far from Jalen Hurts' contract means that those are high salaries for 2027, 2028. And it tells me that the Eagles likely plan on instituting some void years uh, for Jalen Hurts down the road. Now, void years are a new, I don't want to say new, but they're kind of a growing trend and people are becoming kind of more and more aware of them, right? So void years can only be added to extensions and the team can only use up to five void years minus the amount of years currently remaining on a player's deal. So, for example, Hertz has one left current, currently left on his current deal, which means the Eagles could have extended him for, say, three years and then tacked on four void years because you can tack on the five up to five void years minus the amount of years you have current. So uh, if that makes sense. Now, you can add on void years in a restructure as well, and that's where this is going to kind of come into play because future salary for Jalen Hurts, I predict, is going to be turned into bonus money, and then eventually that bonus money is going to get spread over void years. So let's say three years into this new deal, Jalen's got two years left. They want to restructure some of that cap space. They're going to they're going to convert a lot of his salary into bonus, and then that bonus money is going to spread over three additional void years that the Philadelphia Eagles don't have to account for in cap space currently or wouldn't currently, but will have to account for. Uh, eventually that's how a lot of teams keep their cap hits low, but there are drawbacks here. The drawback here is that all those void years, they come to roost. They count as soon as the player leaves the team. A big example of this, you're all familiar with quarterback Kirk cousins of the Minnesota Vikings, his current contract with the Minnesota Vikings, uh, this year, he's got a cap hit of $20.25 million, which for a starting caliber quarterback is relatively low, right? However, they had that low cap hit for a quarterback because of the way they orchestrated his restructure that he did, where he has a $6.25 million signing bonus every year spread beyond 2023 and two additional void years. So for the next three years, he's got a $6.25 million bonus that the Vikings are accounting for on their books into the future. And then he has an additional restructure bonus of $4 million that, again, stretches two years past this season, even though his playing contract only extends to this season. So what that means is you've got three void years on Kirk Cousins' current contract. There's a lot of K's uh, and, and C sounds, but the players get the lump bon the, the bonuses and lump, lump, lump sum. So all those bonuses, 6.25 over the next three years, the 4 million over the next three years, Kirk already has that money by now, most likely. But if Kirk Cousins is not a Minnesota Viking in 2024, all of that void year bonus money that they pushed three years down the road, it all accelerates and comes to roost now immediately at the end of the 2023 uh, league year. And if that happens, the team will take a $28.5 million dead cap hit and they will have no Kirk Cousins. So yeah, they get Kirk Cousins for $20 million this year, but if they don't have him next year, they lose him and they eat $28.5 million in dead money because of those void years. So again, that's how Cousins and the Vikings agreed to their new deal. Now, if you transport that to the Deron Payne deal that the Washington Commanders just uh, just recently signed, his deal is four years long, right? But he does have a void year on his contract. So his highest cap number right now is that fourth year uh, where he's scheduled to cost the Washington Commanders $28 million in 2026. But there's a fifth year, a voided fifth year, that accounts for $5.6 million of his $28 million signing bonus. That means if Payne doesn't play for Washington in 2027, then he will still carry a $5.6 million cap number for the Washington Commanders. It'll just be dead cap. However, 
let's say if in 2025, the commanders need to free up some cap space, they get paying on the phone, agree to a restructure, they convert 15 million of his 19.56 million 2025 salary into signing bonus. Now they take that, that $15 million added signing bonus, they prorate that over the life of the contract, they, they prorate that into that void year, and that would cost or that would free up $10 million in cap space for the Washington Commanders. Deron Payne's not losing any money. In fact, he's getting more of his money up front. The Washington Commanders gain cap space. Uh, but then if he didn't play for them in uh, in 2025, he would count for $16 million. Or no, I'm sorry. He would count for $10 million in dead cap uh, the following season. So that's how void numbers, void years work. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just did that. They're paying $35 million in dead cap this year for Tom Brady because of void year contracts. But that's how they were able to re-sign so many key Super Bowl players. So why are the Eagles, why are the Buccaneers doing this, but the Washington Commanders aren't? Well, typically you do void year deals for players that you just think are franchise key players because you're kind of like, well, we're probably going to keep them past those void years anyway, right? So like Deron Payne, when his contract comes up, he's not going to be an old, old guy in the National Football League, right? So you extend him and you can roll that void year money up into the new contract so it doesn't hurt you. Uh, as bad as it could. The Eagles are probably banking on the same with Jalen Hurts if and when they do the void year uh, extensions later on down the line. For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and for the Philadelphia Eagles right now, it's because you're in a Super Bowl window and you're willing to kind of pay that kind of money and let your salary cap get damaged down the road in order to win a Lombardi. Again, the Buccaneers, very, very dire straits this year. So our salary cap is concerned, not a lot of cap money. That's why they have Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask battling it out for quarterback position. But they got a second Lombardi in 2020. They're happy with the results. So hopefully that ex explains and answers your question, Keith. It's a lot. Uh, it's a lot of information to take in. I would have loved to have some graphics up for it, but honestly, running graphics on a live episode uh, like this is, is a nightmare. So I uh, can't do it without a producer and, and we don't hire producers for our show. So if you have more cap questions, please let me know. Uh, that's really just the tip of the iceberg, but I hope it made sense. I hope I didn't lose uh, too many people. It, it took me a long time to learn it. So if you have to listen to it again, don't feel bad. It's, it's a lot of stuff. Uh, a no first round mock draft coming from one commander's fan to be a lot more simple to dive into. And that class honestly doesn't look too bad. We'll take a look at that next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Our final submission from the mailbag today is going to be a mock draft coming from Mike, who, not the same Mike, different Mike, uh, who sent in a few mock drafts. Mike, I've seen all your mock drafts. I appreciate them. Uh, you got a nice little, uh, you got a kick of humor that you put into your emails, and I appreciate that. But Mike, I'm, gonna, I'm only going to use your latest mock draft here for today's live mailbag episode. Um, and in this mock draft, we can pull it up here on the screen. Only one slide needed, so a little bit simpler to execute here. We've got a trade, the Washington Commanders trade. The number 16 overall pick to Pittsburgh. Now, Mike in the email said, 
that the commanders get a second and a third round pick back in exchange for Washington's first round pick. Didn't specify which second round pick. The Steelers actually have two of them. I went with 49 and 80. Uh, I ran the simulation. It worked out just the same. Anyway, got the same class. So it's it's okay. Even if that second round pick was actually the 32nd overall pick, uh, regardless, we got the uh, the exact same player. So at number 47, second round, the commander's first pick, they grab guard Steve Avila out of TCU. And you know, I've already said on this show every day, as you've heard me say it quite often, that is a dude. That is a guy that honestly, I think he comes in and competes right away for a starting job. The second second round pick uh, for the Washington Commanders goes to tight end Sam Laporta out of Iowa. Look, I'm not as big of a Sam Laporta fan as maybe some people are. I don't think that his range as a receiving tight end is as great, but it's hard to deny the potential and the value there with that second second round pick. Number 80, we come back, we get linebacker Jack Campbell out of Iowa. In real life, I will be incredibly surprised if Jack Campbell is actually available at number 80. But I tell you guys all the time, I will continue to tell you throughout all these mock draft seasons uh, for the next week or so, if the guy is there in your simulation, that is not your fault. Uh, you don't have any responsibility for that to say, nah, he wouldn't be there. I'm not going to take him. If he's there, you want him, you take him. Uh, number 97, we get cornerback Clark Phillips, the third out of Utah, uh, an immediate slot defender uh, caliber kind of guy. A lot of potential for the future as well. One of my favorite picks in this class is number 118, center Olushagun Olushagun Oluwatimi uh out of Michigan um I think he's a guy that you know Nick Gates is coming in looking to play center Chase Roulier we'll see how kind of how kind of he looks after second uh season loss injury unfortunately but you bring a guy, a guy in like Olushagun Oluwatimi out of Michigan and you have got yourself a center that can compete for the future do look really good at the senior bowl smart knows how to pass off blocks knows how to pick up his guys very communicative uh, I would be very, very excited for a pick like that at number 118. 150, we get Stetson Bennett, which is going to make my days at Ashburn very entertaining, I feel like. I think I think locker room sessions get a little bit more entertaining if Stetson Bennett is in the room. I'm not sure what the projection is for him as a quarterback. I know 150 is a little high for his projections uh, for the most part. Uh, number 193, we get a safety, DeMarco Hellams out of Alabama to add to the depth. Wide receiver, Darius Davis out of TCO 215. Punt return, experience, slot guy. You feel like if they don't strike a new deal with Curtis Samuel when that time comes, Darius Davis could develop kind of into that Curtis Samuel type Swiss Army knife. But more importantly, punt return competition for Dax Milne. And then 233, we get Tavion Thomas out of Utah, uh, a rough, tough runner, uh, always moving forward, always falling forward. Uh, you're going you're gonna to have a lot of fun watching a guy like Tavian Thomas run the ball if he does end up with the Washington Commanders. Reminds me a little bit of Jonathan Williams. Obviously, Jonathan Williams is – uh, a veteran type of guy, Tavion Thomas, is that kind of that guy that could develop into a Jonathan Williams type. So uh, solid mock draft there, Mike. I mean, again, haven't seen a lot of a lot of mock drafts where people trade the commanders out of the first round completely. Uh, Trevino actually just just kind of brought up in the live chat. Do we trade back in the first round? I do think that the Washington commanders have a high probability of trading back from 16. I've never personally had them trading out of the first round. So I appreciate this look uh, at it. And I mean, again. Uh, that's a, that's a solid class, man. I mean, you get inter in, interior offensive linemen that's going to compete for a starting gig pretty much right away. A tight end to add to an already tight end, uh, talented room, and, and potentially here in a year or two, you end up with Sam Laporta, John Bates, and Cole Turner as your three tight ends. That's that's a very solid group. If you can get Jack Campbell there in the third round as an off-ball linebacker, I think uh, he gives Cody Barton a run for his money. And then yeah, we kind of went through a bunch of the rest. So very solid, uh, very solid mock draft, very solid mailbag episode. Uh, shout out to all you guys, both of the mics and Keith uh, for dropping those questions. Uh, Jay, you already got your question 
uh, we'll, we'll try to approach for the, for the next mailbag. And of course, if you want to get in on future mailbags, you can as well. I want to thank all of you for making Locked On Commanders your first listen every day. For my everydayers, tomorrow on the show, we're going to continue our buildup towards the NFL draft and even more information concerning the upcoming sale of the Washington Commanders. Until then, send in your questions, your mock drafts via email to LockedOnCommanders at gmail.com or on Twitter at dharrison82 or in the YouTube comments, or you can text me whenever you feel like it, 202-760-2644 via subtext. Signing off for today, I'm David Harrison, Washington Commanders beat reporter for Commander Country, a Sports Illustrated fan nation, credential member of the media, covering your Washington Commanders, more importantly, hanging out with you five days a week till we speak again. If you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, and I'll see you right back here next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.